Ever wanted to know more about buying or selling a home? Welcome to Real Estate Nuggets. I'm your host, Brian Parrish. All right, everyone. This is Brian here with Arrive Homes, and I am with Eric Smart and Austin Ingersoll of Security National Mortgage. And we wanted to talk today about mortgages and that excitement level that comes with buying a new house. So welcome, guys. Heck yeah. Thanks, Brian. Okay. Appreciate the vine. <laughs> Anytime. So I'm with a, you know, a, a builder, obviously, and uh, most builders have preferred lenders. Why do they do that? So builders, um, especially builders similar to the ones like Arrive, they take on a lot of risk when they go under contract with the buyer because that buyer is going to ask for a lot of customization, some personal touches to their house. Um, and obviously there's always the risk of just straight up market conditions because it's not like you're buying a house instantly. It's going to take you anywhere from six months to a year to build that house. Uh, the market could turn, change uh, for the worse. Usually it's been for the better, at least in the past uh, you know, 10, 11 years. And so because of that risk, a builder wants to mitigate, just mitigate it as much as possible. They want to minimize that risk. And they do that by partnering up with a lender who will do a really good job making sure that they're buyers can close on their loan and perform on the contract at the end of the build job once the house is complete. So that's typically why a builder wants to partner up with the preferred lender. We like to think too that we offer a little bit more value. We like to help them with their sales and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's important for that builder to be able to go under contract with the client that they know will close when the house is done and not have any financing issues. Yeah, I'd like to echo what Austin said. It's it's all about risk management. Um, they they put a lot of money on the line. Um, a lot of time goes into building a home, and it it's not good if your borrower gets to the end of the line and they can't buy the house for whatever quirky reason. You know that I'm going to call them lesser lenders run into. Um, we're not perfect by any means, but I will say we've never had a borrower we couldn't close. And the reason for that is we take our borrowers through a rigorous pre-approval. Um, we ask all of the hard and uncomfortable questions up front and figure out a game plan to work through any potential hurdles that the borrowers have. Um, and Some some lenders just don't, either they don't have that type of experience or they don't want to put that sort of time in to do that because they're worried about um, the process slowing down on the front end. Um, We have a pretty good system worked out to where we collect documents from borrowers real quick. We take a very thorough application and we're very thorough in the questions that we ask. So it doesn't slow the process down at all. It just gives the borrowers and our builder partner an an enhanced sense of security with with what we do. To to add to that, because it kind of goes to a deeper level, 
if we do a very good job mitigating that risk for the builder and and basically overcoming the obstacles at the beginning of the transaction, at the pre-approval stage when they're going under contract, it also creates an overall better experience. Even though it, it's kind of like we, you know, we like to, we, I guess, refer to it as running up front and then walk through the finish line. It kind of creates that an overall better experience, which I think is another reason why the builders want a, a preferred lender because they know that it will be an overall better experience for that client. I mean, we have a lot more to risk through our relationship with the builder because like a ride, for example, if they build 200 homes and we're doing 90% of those loans, if we, if we mess up, we stand to risk losing 180 loans. <laughs> Whereas if, if some, another lender just, Oh sure. Here's your pre-approval. You're good to go up to $400,000 loan amount. They lose that deal. Well, that's just one deal that they've lost. Whereas for us, we lose a relationship. The relationship. Gotcha. And also, and this is probably what it's all about. It, at least it is for our team. <laughs> buyer satisfaction or borrower satisfaction in our case for a lender is it's paramount for us. So if we can do a great job for that buyer slash borrower, um, it makes everybody happy. Happy, happy buyers refer other buyers, right? They, they refer to the agents. They refer back to us as a lender. Um, and they know we're committed up front. I'll give you a real world example. Um, we did a pre-approval for a buyer with a builder, gosh, eight months ago. And these guys had super, super low credit scores, unapprovable credit scores. We went through a detailed credit workout plan for them. I really baby stepped through the process with them the whole time. They went from mid, actually the co-buyer had low 500 FICO scores to now being in the 720 range. Wow. So now they're stepping up from a FHA loan to a conventional loan they were able to increase their purchase price up and add the upgrades in that they wanted to to make it their forever home. And really it's because we took the time to walk them through the credit process and they are just super, super thrilled with what they're doing right now. So, yeah, so you guys are about the relationship. Absolutely. As well. Um, you, you mentioned credit, pulling credit, and I know sometimes people will freak out when they hear that, oh, don't pull my credit because then it's going to ding my credit score. What's is that true? Is that not true? What's to clear that up for someone who may be confused and new at this process? So this is what I like to tell borrowers: um, I've never pulled people's credit for a mortgage and seen it detrimentally affect their credit. Um, I imagine if you are having it pulled quite often, it you might have that ramification. But having it pulled. Having it pulled for a mortgage is a lot different than, let's say, pulling it for, well, if you go from like the worst way to have your credit pulled would be like a payday loan or a check city loan where you're looking for those instant emergency cash and you're using credit to get it. That can drop your your credit score up to 100 points. Um, from there, uh, it, the, 
lines of credit through retail shops like Home Depot um, or, or any retail shop, really. That will affect your credit as well, because typically what you're looking to do is max out that line of credit immediately with whatever you're applying for through Home Depot, for example. Um, it, cars is a cars is kind of an interesting one because because it'll your credit will get affected, but after about six months, it actually improves. And then credit cards are a little bit different as well because you can actually apply for a credit card and get a credit limit on that card. Maybe spend ten percent of your card limit, so your your usage ratio would be ten percent, and your credit score can actually increase. Uh, just by having a good usage ratio, even though that's a new trade line, a new credit pool, everything, it can actually increase. I do feel personally that mortgage lenders in the past have used that as a way to try to protect their business, meaning that I just pre-approved Brian Parrish to buy a home. I'm going to warn him against going to an outside mortgage company and having his credit pulled again because it could cause his ability to qualify or it could put at risk his ability to qualify by having it pulled with another mortgage lender. I think that's a, a wife's tale. I don't think that's true or accurate. I think it was a it was a mortgage line and, and maybe um, maybe it is true in other in other credit situations. But for a mortgage pull, I, I, I think it's in your best interest to mortgage shop and to also get your mortgage checked. It's it's a good checkup. And I guess on top of that, there's a lot of situations that we run into where someone says, hey, our credit score is 760. Don't pull our credit. Okay, we won't. And then when it comes time to where it has to be pulled, credit scores 700 or sub 700 because they had a $75 medical bill that they didn't know about and they didn't pay. When that happens, that borrower now put themselves in a bad spot because had we known about it earlier, we could have easily have dealt with it, gotten that that collection paid and gotten a deletion letter from the creditor and gotten their credit score back up to the 760, 780 that they thought they had. And now in, in that situation, they're stuck. They might have to be stuck getting a rate that's equivalent to a 680 credit score or whatever their, their credit's at. So to me, it's a huge advantage to have your credit pulled by a mortgage lender, have them look at the situation and and uh, just know what we're up against up front. So I agree. One other thing I would add to that is um, we send different algorithms out to the credit bureau. So we pull a different FICO model. Um, then you will get applying for a credit card or applying for a car. This is part of what makes credit so fickle. So you might get somebody that uh, they've, they have credit karma, for example. Well, credit karma uses a different FICO model to base their credit score, their, their credit scores that they get back on because they're, they, they have a different risk threshold. Um, so, pulling your credit with a mortgage lender, you'll most likely get a different score than shopping for a car than what you get on your Discover card credit check deal that pulls back. And it's because everybody's weighing your risk for not repaying them differently. We're all using different FICO models. So I think what Austin said is absolutely right. 
I, I've never had somebody's credit score drop because I pulled it for so them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the process. Is this going to take six weeks? I mean, as a new buyer, how long does, is it quick? Is it, what are some of those steps that they have to like, what are some of the homework that the buyer has to do? And then how long does that process normally take if they're, if, if, they do all the homework assignments that you've given them. What are they looking at? So I'll give you a really good example. And I would say it's more dependent on the borrower than it is on the lender. Um, we had a, a client that got our name and number today, give us a call. Um, within five minutes, we sent him a, most of what we do is, is online. Unless the buyer wants to come in, and meet with us face to face and bring their paper documents in. We can do what we can do it however the, the buyer wants, right? Whatever they feel the most comfortable with. Um, this buyer, we sent him an email to fill out the online application, which also gives him instructions to upload some of his documentation that we like to request up front. Um, he sent it all within probably 25 minutes, and then we have an appointment with him in about an hour to wrap it all up. So, in a matter of two hours, not only did we get the application, and the pre-approval out, but we actually have a really strong, healthy pre-approval. And as he goes under contract, whether he ends up buying a, an existing home or a new build, we already have like 75% of what we need from him. So we can already, once he's under contract, we can immediately start the processing. We don't have to wait for him to give us a bunch of more documents. We like to do that on our side, mostly because a lot of our business is new build. And so the builders, again, to mitigate that risk that we already talked about, we like to get the documentation up front so that we can kind of walk through the end and just know what our issues are going to be, know, you know, how, how strong the borrower is and that stuff so that we can work with the builder or in an existing home situation. A lot of the times we'll talk to the seller's agent and say, hey, we already have the income documentation, the asset documentation and credit pulled on this borrower there's going to be nothing that's going to stop this guy from qualifying for a mortgage. So. Okay. Awesome. Um, is there, so yeah, buyers, it's up to you how fast you want this process to go. Uh, basically is what they're just telling me. Is there anything else that a new home buyer should know that, you know, kind of wrapping this up? Uh, yeah. If they've heard nothing else, they should know what <laughs> we want to help you manage your anxiety. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety management. That's an additional charge, right? Spending, <laughs> spending three to $500,000 on a home is a big, a big deal. deal. You want to make sure that you are qualified to get the home purchased. The best way to do that is to just listen to what we have to say, provide what we have, to, what we ask you to provide and ask every single question that you have. Asking questions will help you manage your anxiety a lot. We do, we're responding to text messages at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night on the weekends, right? We want to do whatever we can do to make this the easiest and best experience possible. And most of that is helping you manage your anxiety. So knowledge is not power. Knowledge is therapy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, ask your questions. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you. I think this can be very helpful for our buyers and I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you, Brian Parrish. Thank you for joining me today on Real Estate Nuggets. I welcome any comments or feedback to Brian at arrivehomes.com. That's arrive with one R.